Hey guys, welcome to Spirit Pig. This is the show that explores how to live a fulfilled life. I'm Duncan CJ and today I'm talking to Daniel Latto. Daniel is an extremely successful business coach who was nominated for Business Coach of the Year 2013 and then again in 2014. And I met Dan about a year or two ago when I attended a two-day seminar run by him. And during this seminar, like, we learned just loads and loads of just amazing stuff about business, property, marketing. But my personal favorite part of the whole weekend was being taught by him all about our mind and our conditioning and learning how to develop and improve our psychology. He is a master practitioner in neuro-linguistic programming. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people will be thinking, like, what on earth is that? That's uh, NLP for sure. And uh, that's what we're going to kind of discuss and talk about today. So, um, Dan, thank you so, so much for being here. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Hi to anybody on the call. <laughs> now, I mean, I, I mentioned it there, but like, what on earth is neuro-linguistic programming? That's some name. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's not mine. I didn't design it. It's been around for decades. Um, but it's basically, the best way of describing it is it's like the user manual for the brain, effectively. So if you've got a problem and you want to solve it, NLP is a tool that can help you solve that particular problem. But it's not the be-all, end-all. And there's a problem with NLP, I think, in that a lot of people think, well, I've got NLP, therefore everything can be NLP'd. And that's not necessarily the case. It is a tool in a toolbox of other tools. Um, not everything, you know, if you, all you've got is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Uh, so we utilise NLP as one of the tools that we do uh, to get people to where they want to get to effectively. But it's an awesome, awesome tool. It includes all sorts of different things like uh, conversational hypnosis, for example, uh, actual hypnosis, um, all sorts of different things are enclosed within the NLP uh, system, if you like. Um, but it's awesome. If anyone's ever thought about doing it, honestly, Duncan, even you, mate, you should go out there and do it. it. It has changed my life and continues to do so on a daily basis. So, so how exactly, I mean, I know you, there's lots of sort of subparts of it, but like, so how exactly does it work? Like it's, I mean, yeah, so how, how does it work? Yeah, I've got it. Okay, so um, basically in the NLP system, if something happens to you when you're driving your car, okay, and then somebody cuts <coughs> you up, usually what some people may do is they may get really angry. We call that road rage, don't we? <laughs> Funnily, because uh, I live in Spain, but now I'm in England and I, I flew in yesterday and... Honestly, it doesn't take you long <laughs> to recognise the road rage symptoms. And I used to suffer with it myself. And so what it allowed me to do was recognise that actually, yeah, that guy's cut me up, but what if, what if he's got a reason for that? What if maybe his wife's about to give birth? Or maybe his dad's fallen down the steps? I don't know why he's... And so it allows me to reframe what's actually gone on. So what we've got is we've got something external that happens out here. And that can be anything, okay, anything at all. It comes into our head... And then we have these filters in our head. So one of the filters may be belief systems. So a belief system is, well, everybody who cuts me up must be nasty. Therefore, I'll pull him over and have a go. But maybe that belief system is incorrect. Maybe everybody who, who cuts you up is on his way to the hospital for some reason. We don't know, right? But, um, so we have these other filters like um, experience. We have memories. We have things like values. Let's say that driver's a BMW driver. Well, BMW drivers are all alike, aren't they? That's a value or a, um, a, a decision that we've made about um, BMW drivers that are all bad drivers. And obviously, that's not necessarily the case. <laughs> it's, actually, maybe it is, right? But we have, you know, a decision is a filter, a decision about all BMW drivers. So it comes into the head, and then we run it through these filters, and then out the other side is the meaning that we give to that external event. See, we have external events going on all the time, and it's 
it doesn't matter what we are. It's, it's the filters that we have and the meaning that it gives us. And so when we can change the filters, we can change the meaning. So you end up not getting upset by stuff, basically. Or if something traumatic happens in your life, and let's face it, we're all human. We've all gone through stuff, right, at some point or another. And for those people watching, if you haven't yet, awesome. You've got it still to come. <laughs> <laughs> it's an uplifting podcast. <laughs> knowing that, knowing that you can choose how to respond, you, you've got a choice. And life is about choosing I choose how I live my life. You choose how you live your life. You go down this path of doing these awesome podcasts, and I've watched them. They're amazing and life-changing. My hat off to you, Duncan, honestly. Fabulous work. But you don't have to do those. You can go and be a postman or something else, but you've chosen this path, and life is a choice. And, it, and it's not just in the brain that it's a choice. It's outside, external of the brain. We can choose to do this podcast or not. We can choose to go for the job or not. We can choose to get upset about the guy cutting us up, or not. And really, for me, that's what NLP is about. It's about giving you the tools that allows you to make better choices, not responding because you're upset. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. And <laughs> you said, you said like about five minutes ago, said that it's completely changed your life. And is that, is that what you just said? Is that one of the big things? Or what kind of benefits have you personally seen? Yeah, the, well, uh, my story is an interesting one because I'm a, I'm a separated dad. And I've got two beautiful children who live in here in the UK and I fly in to see them every two weekends. I've been doing it for 18 months since we moved over to, um, to Spain. We, we live, by the way, 150 metres from the Mediterranean Sea. It's awesome. <laughs> One of the choices I was talking about. But obviously that choice is a difficult choice because I have to fly back every two weeks, which is something I do with a lot of travelling and so on. But we do it because uh, in order to live that lifestyle, that's the thing I have to do. But at that time when I was going through my separation, and I know a lot of dads have gone through separations too, and, and women obviously go through separations, my children were taken without my knowledge or my agreement, if you like. So you, I don't want to label it, um, but they were taken without my knowledge, and I didn't know where they were. I didn't know if they were alive or dead in this country. It was a pretty traumatic time. I'm playing it down. It was horrendous. <laughs> okay. So... At that time, for 10 days, I had these decisions to make. And some of the decisions were pretty bleak, I'll be honest with you. And I'm open about this sort of stuff because we all go through these times. You know, there's not a person alive who hasn't thought about maybe finishing it at some point. And that's a decision. But it's also a decision that uh, it won't fulfil what you want to achieve in the long run, obviously, because you're not around. And so... Uh, the NLP stuff enabled me to take a step back and go, hang on a minute, what is it that I want out of life? And from that, I designed a five-year plan. And in that five-year plan, one aspect of that was being able to sit with my back against a tree on the beach and listening to my kids playing in the sea. And it took about two and a half years to get to that point. So, uh, But this five-year plan was moving overseas, and that's what I've done. So it enabled me. This thing that happened that we talked about before... It went through my filters and I was able to change the filters using NLP and then it enabled me to have this longer term goal as to what I wanted to achieve and that's what we set out our plan to do. Boy, it was tough, but it's tough for everybody. It's not just tough for me, life's tough for everybody. But so what? Our job is to get on with it and get to where we want to get to and not give up because it's easy giving up, right? Anyone can give up. What takes battle and courage is for us to keep going despite unsurmountable odds. And then, and I know this because I've done it, when you come out the other side, and you look back at what you've done, the journey has been 100% worth it. 
I wouldn't change it for a second because that has turned me into a person that I am today and I'm very, very proud of who I am today. I'm a very, very proud father. Whereas before, I was okay as a dad. I was all right. Now, I'm awesome. You know, when I see the kids, it's just the kids. Nothing else happens. It's just me and the kids and it's awesome. And I'm really, really proud of that. I couldn't have done that without the NLP tools that I learned whilst I was going through that process as it happens. Better than counselling. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if anyone's... Uh, going through stuff right now and obviously we all do at certain points there are tools out there so let me give you an example of a tool that's out there right now if you were to think of an emotion think of any emotion a negative one um uh, f- uh fear not believing not uh, self-esteem not believing you're good enough perfect so it's three there fear low self-esteem and not believing you're good enough now if we were to Put them in, um, so you've got zero here, you've got good feelings above and, and rubbish feelings below. Fear's quite low at the bottom, actually. Okay? Below fear is depression. Below depression is, say, suicide. So what we would do is we'd take someone, a client, from suicide or depression, and then we'd move them up to maybe, we'd, we'd get them to book in something like, I don't know, whitewater rafting, let's say. Now they've moved from depression to uh, maybe hope. Because now they're looking forward to whitewater rafting. That might be six months in, in the future. And it was funny because one of my clients, we did this tour, and he's like, I can't swim. I might die. I'm like, you're suicidal anyway. Let's book it in. <laughs> you know? So he booked it in. In, in sort of, this was sort of February time, and he booked it in for August. And he went on it, and he loved it. And what happened was we moved someone from being pretty suicidal to hope because now he had something to look forward to. And then when he did the whitewater rafting, he moved from hope to joy. So look how we've moved someone all the way up. That's amazing. You can do that today. So if you're feeling down, book something in. Go horse riding. Learn a musical instrument, a guitar, a trombone. Learn to do pottery. Learn to sing. Do stand-up comedy. Learn to, you Book something in that you can look forward to. And it moves this transition from this dark place where we may be to this place where maybe we've got some extra hope. That's an awesome way of handling stuff, you know? I love that. That's, that's incredible. And the word, like, the idea of hope has actually come up a, a couple of times in a few different interviews, but in just completely different contexts. And that was, that I, I absolutely loved that, because by giving them something positive, something, you know, on the horizon, where it just takes them out of this, yeah, this, this, this darkness, that's... This shell, yeah. i tell you somewhere else you can use it, in your relationships. So, uh, I don't know if you're in a relationship, Duncan, but I got married uh, 18 months ago. And in my relationship now, we will book things together in six months' time. So that as a couple, we have stuff to look forward to. We're just looking at, um, we're walking on the beach a couple of days ago. We walked up to where they do the sailing. And there's these little catamarans. Uh, a three-day sailing course is 280 euros. And I was like, I looked at the wife. I was like, we should do that. So we're going to do that later this year. And we're always booking stuff in as a couple. Because that's really important too, you know. Mm. It's not just your journey that we talking about it's it's your partner's journey it's your children's journey and then we look at bigger journeys we look at what's going to happen in the next generation so my property portfolio is there for my next generation of children grandchildren and so on and because we're here for a heartbeat aren't we in this planet and then we're gone and it's like what's your legacy what are you going to leave for your kids and your grandkids are you going to be that crazy great 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 granddad that who is a bit nutty and yeah that's me that's (laughs) <laughs> but left them all this stuff. That's what I want to do. That's one of my legacies. Uh, that's, that's incredible. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think another element of um, uh, NLP is this idea of modelling um, and like modelling success, modelling other behaviours. W- what is modelling and why, why is it so effective? Okay, so modelling, um, 
you can utilize another word for modeling. We call it copying. Okay. <laughs> what you do is, it's like, how does someone like Tony Robbins wake up or Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, when they wake up on a morning, what's the process that they go through when they wake up? I'm wondering, do they wake up and go, oh, Monday mornings, oh, got to go to work. I'm guessing they pretty much don't, okay? So, but you could model people who already do that and many people who get up on a Monday morning and do that, yeah. they... They get to work, how's your weekend? Oh, all right, but it's Monday morning. You know, the modeling other people. But how about if we, if we found out, what does um, Tony Robbins do when he wakes up? Well, I know what Tony Robbins does because he was in a podcast with Tim Ferriss. And he, what he does is he gets into um, a cold ice bath, you know, plunge pool. And he says instantly, boof. Now, listen, I've tried this. I've tried it. Believe me, it wakes you up. But when I wake up, I, I've not done it for about three months because it's too cold and I'm still a bit of a wuss. Um, but because we live so far near the, the sea, so close to the sea, I wake up, I walk down to the sea, take my top off and I get in the sea and I swim. And it's cold. And then after you swim and you're up and you're like, wow, that's modelling. It's good for Tony. It's good enough for me. And you wake up and you're instantly switched on. And the reason Tony does that is because he, I remember him saying that if he needs to respond to a situation, he can switch on in a heartbeat. And I love that idea. You don't have to, you don't have to warm up to something. You know, I play a lot of basketball and I got to a basketball game late a couple of days ago. And then I went straight on court, no warm up. And I, poof, I was there. I was in the game. I was warmed up instantly and I played really well instantly. I didn't need a 10 minute warm up. And so modeling allows you to copy what other people are doing, the strategies that people are implementing in their lives and allows you to copy that effectively and you implement it in your life and ideally you get the same or similar results. That is modelling in a heartbeat. So give me something that you'd like to do. Um, what, like an activity or something? Um, I don't know, say, say you want, you're you in front of a crowd of like a thousand people and you just got to get on stage and speak and give a presentation. Perfect, okay. Who's the best person to teach you how to do that, do you think? Uh, I mean, it would be it would be one of those guys. It'd be it'd be like your Tony Robbins or it, your um, I don't know, yeah, Tony Robbins or I'm trying to think who I've seen recently. Yourself, yeah. <laughs> That's the answer I was looking for. Well done. There you go. So, um, if that was the case, what I would do then is I would speak to me and say, Dan, I've got this speak uh, speech. I want to get a standing ovation. How do I do it? And I would tell you, okay, you do this, you do this, you plant this here, this thought process early on, you get people anchored um, to maybe, you know, when I wave my hand like that, for example. So when, every time I go on stage, um, people clap and I say, oh, that, that doesn't sound like you're awake. Let's try that again on three, one, two, three. And then I do my, that with my hand and then I want you all standing up and applauding, woo, woo, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And that's what I do. And then I get on stage and we do it, and that that is me. That's me setting an anchor so that when I do that, people know to stand up and start doing it. It's an awesome way of getting a standing ovation by me. <laughs> you tell them, but, and it works as well. <laughs> oh, mostly it works, not every time, but mostly it works. And so that's the strategy. Well, that's just you can model that. Yeah. And so you can put that into yours. It's got to be authentic and it's got to be congruent with who you are as a person. So if you're quite a shy, retiring type, it probably won't work for you. But for me, because I'm quite gregarious and so on, it, it works very, very well. So it's just taking a skill or a strategy that you want to achieve and then going to the best person in that field, paying the money for the coaching, because ultimately that's what it is, and you're going to shortcut. The other way of doing it is you could sit and watch Tony Robbins videos for the next three years. Mm. And you maybe, you might do a little bit of okay there, yeah. but 
not as good as getting Tony Robbins showing you how to do it. Yeah. Right? That's, and it's shortcuts. It takes years off. So, like, now I do a lot of property coaching. And the reason people come to me, yeah, they can read stuff in books. But why not shortcut it and go straight to the result? We've got a guy uh, just last week. He signed up. He had his first coaching call at 10 o'clock in the morning. By 6 p.m., he got his first deal. 20% off market value, and it generates 20% yield. An awesome, awesome deal. Now, he could have read books. He could have gone on seminars. It would have taken him a couple of years to get that deal. We shortcut it. That's NLP. It allows you to take years off the result that you want and get it in an instant. I love that. Awesome. That's unbelievable, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean exactly. It's like that. It's like the idea of, like, I know, an apprenticeship or something like you don't you're not just learning a theory you're finding you're finding the best person and then you're just learning straight from you know the horse's mouth or I don't know whatever it's called but yeah exactly and you mentioned sorry after you I was gonna say too many people want to get the advice from the guys in the pub or the friends Um, I remember people when I first started going into property investment 17 years I've been doing it now people say you don't want to do that a friend of mine did that, and the tenants put um, pizza boxes, stapled pizza boxes in, on the walls in the front room, ruined it. And I thought about that for a second, and I thought, well, if, if a, a tenant stapled pizza boxes on the wall, what does it actually take to make that room back to normal? You take the pizza boxes down, you get a plaster in, a couple of hundred pounds, you get someone to paint it, and you're done. That's what a deposit is for. And so... I had people who weren't in property telling me it was such a bad idea. Don't do it. Oh, it's wrong. It'll all go wrong. Well, I'm a guy living in a villa in Spain now, flies home every, back to England every two weeks, where they're still in a job, you know? And it's because they were getting their advice from their peer group. And so one of the bits of advice I would always give is for you to expand your peer group and, and move it on the up. So who is it that you speak with on a daily basis? You know, if, if they're still in a job nine to five and quite negative about the world, well, you're not going to really move on from that, unfortunately. You've got to start moving around in better circles. People are more positive. Who've got strategies that you can copy? Uh, I mean, uh, what's the NLP term? The model, that's the word. <laughs> Basically, it's copying, but there's no harm in copying. At school, we're taught, aren't we, you don't copy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Why don't we just copy Bill Gates? Or Warren Buffett. Why don't we just follow his investment strategies and then maybe we can shortcut the time that it takes us to get there. It's crazy when you think about it, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. Copying's a great idea. <laughs> Unless, you know, legally, of course. <laughs> There's a thin line. Plagiarism, copying, like which one's allowed? <laughs> yeah, as long as it's done right. Because you know. it's, like, it's, the, it's like the whole thing where it's like, you know, you're... Uh, your network equals your net worth or something like that. You know, it's the people you surround yourself with. And, you know, if you're surrounding yourself with people really positive, you believe that, you know, anything's possible, then you're going to, you know, adopt that mindset. If you're in a negative environment where everyone's like, you know, the world is out to get you, then that's something which you're going to, you know, take on yourself. So, isn't it? Filters we talked about, mm. belief systems, that's one of them. Yeah. And your beliefs, where do you get your beliefs from? Family, from society, the news, the media... Um, think about the news for a second I know really want to be getting your beliefs from the news and, and what's the news the news is that one journalist one editor one chief of programming has decided that this is the story we're going to run today and that's gone through his filters so that's actually if you were in a warehouse a very dark warehouse and you had a small torch and you shined your, your torch in the corner um, and, and let's assume there's a party going on in this warehouse, okay, and you shine your torch in this corner and two people are having an argument, you would go there and go, well, that's a terrible party. That's what you're looking at. But actually, everyone else is having an awesome time. That's the news. 
It's true. That's the news. It's great. It's a great analogy. That's all in the world. I've never heard. I've never heard it described like that. But it's, it's spot on. But the news is a belief system. Where you get your belief systems? Wouldn't it be great to write? Get a piece of paper and a pen. Start writing them down. What What would you prefer them to be? You can choose, right? Yeah. You can choose. You can choose that I'm not worthy, or you can choose I'm awesome. I had a coaching call with a guy last week, and uh, it was on about coming over to the villa for a couple of days. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you should come over, we'll do some mindset. He said, I don't need mindset, I'm already a legend. And I just thought, good on you, you know. <laughs> just that total confidence, you know. Perfect, perfect. I love people like that because we don't, it shortcuts the results. As soon as you stop thinking, I'm not worthy. I'm sure when you first started doing your podcast, you, one of the belief systems you had was, who would want to listen to me doing a podcast? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Or did you just think, no, I'm so awesome? I Which is fine as well. No, but no, you had these doubts. No, yeah, absolutely. You got, you got, you got big I've doubts. Seen, I've seen your work and your work is exceptional, okay? And, and there's, a, there's a definitely a place for this type of interview out in the marketplace. And it's awesome. So my hat off to you. Congratulations for what you're doing. Thank you. But we all have these belief systems. Yeah. And you've got to take control and charge of your belief systems. And you start, yeah, as in you, you, you have no idea how the technology is going to work and you think, oh, if the internet goes down, then that will ruin this. And you, cover, you, you play it up in your head as if it's, you know, you almost, you're trying to tell yourself not to do it before you've even started. You've just got to just think, actually, that's all Just cool. do it. Just yeah. do it. And if you make a mistake, so what? Because. I've made loads of mistakes, Duncan. I've made so many mistakes. Yeah. And so what? It doesn't matter. That's why... Um, I'm, I'm more successful than, say, the average person because I've, I've failed more times than I've succeeded. Mm. And I will continue to fail. You know, you've heard the old Michael Jordan um, thing. Uh, I've missed 6,000 shots in my career. I've had, the, I think, 23 times to take the last game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over, and that's why I succeed. And it's, it's absolutely true. The master, I, I saw another one on Facebook, it's true again. The master has failed more times than the beginner has tried. And I've failed over and over. I've, I've had um, silly deals. I've done silly things. I bought nice cars, high high debt, you know, uh, depreciation on cars, stupid things to do, you know. Don't do that, folks. Don't buy the Porsche 911 because <laughs> the depreciation kills you. Buy an asset, something that puts money in your pocket uh, and you, something you can benefit off for the next 100 years with you and your family, you know. A Porsche doesn't last. Uh, but I've done it, you know, and it was a mistake and I've made that mistake and now I can tell other people, no, don't do that. That's what I did. That was a mistake, you know. Yeah. And I, think, I think it's. I think it's. You're right. Is in it's. Um, it's completely changing your relationship with failure. Uh, I think that's important because we we we're so scared about you know failing and screwing up. But it's. Um, have, you, have you read the book Go for No? No, I haven't actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, it kind of turns the whole concept. Rather, you know, you're going for. You know, uh, you're trying to always, you know, go for yeses. You know, if you know that, you know, for every nine no's you get, then you get the yes. Just, just flip yeah. on its head. Just go, go for the no's. Go for the failures because yeah. you know you're going to get, you know, the, the success if you just keep on trying. Um, and I think it's important. Just, to, I think it's, yeah, it's, it was really interesting in changing your mindset and actually how you look at failure because it's not, it's not a bad thing. There's another book that springs to mind um, called Ten X by a guy called Grant Cardone. He does a lot of um, uh, telephone training for sales calls and so on. But if you, you know, if you think that you're making 100 phone calls a day and you're getting 10% return, well, what if you made 1,000 calls a day? So 10x everything that you do. Uh, and then in line with that, I saw somebody else's status. I follow a lot of people on Facebook, Tim Ferriss and those type of people. And uh, this guy was on about how many hours, you know, we have this competition, how many hours do you work? 
every day. You know, the more hours you do, the more you win. I don't work a lot of hours, by the way, but I have, have people who work those hours for me because I outsource stuff. I, I don't do my own videos. Uh, I do some of them, but not all of them. The editing and so on, I don't do any of that anymore. Um, but I outsource it all. So I'm working maybe 10 to 16 hours a day, but I'm, it's not me that's actually working them. It's yeah. somebody else that's doing them because I have 10x in my business, but it's not me that's actually doing it, you know, because I'm worth more on a pound per hour basis than sitting doing video editing. Mm. And I've got people up and down the country in all sorts of different countries doing all sorts of things. And so um, 10x in your business, if you were to think about, if you did 10 times as many of these, how many more people would you be able to get out to? It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Heck of a lot more, right? And yeah. it's a simple, basic concept. But, but it's about working smart, not just 10xing and doing 10 times more stuff. It's like, what aspects of this? So when you finish this, uh, I'm sure there's editing to do and putting an intro and an outro and so on. Outsource that and you should be on your next call. And you're going to get yourself out to more people. And this, this then gets syndicated out to more places as well. Cool. <laughs> it's power. No, it's amazing. It's really powerful stuff. It's um, I've heard of that book before. I haven't actually read it, so I'm going to put that on my. Uh, I'm going to put that on my reading list for sure. It's, it's one of those. It's a very doing book. You'll read the first couple of pages, and you will get up and you will go do stuff. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. And then you read a few more, and then you, it takes ages to read the book because you end up doing so much more work because it's so obvious what you should be doing. You know, it's funny. <laughs> oh, incredible! And I just a couple of speed round questions. What does a fulfilled life mean to you, Dan? Uh, a fulfilled life is. That's changed. Okay, so let me tell you what it was, and then I can tell you what it is and the transition. It used to be fast cars, nice houses, all of the stuff that we think wealth is, okay? Now it's about spending time with the wife. Uh, we just had a little baby girl, and, and I've got two other children as well. So it's spending really good quality time with those guys. That's really important. And then it's moved on another stage as well. So we've got a charity called the Lufia Project. Lufia is the, uh, the name of my little baby girl. And the Lufia project, what we do is we, we raise money and we put that money into a backpack, uh, as in we buy the backpack and then we buy things like pants and socks and toothpaste and we hand these backpacks out to homeless people, which is really cool, especially like winter, it's freezing cold, they're sat on the floor, the, cat even, the, the bottom is numb, you know, can't feel the fingers, it's got hats and gloves, it's got polo mints, it's got a little bit of food in there, but I tell you what, it gives them more than hats and pants and toothpaste, it gives them hope. And that's the hope that we're talking about. So, you know, when we're talking about that, yeah. that level again, we're trying to move people to... So, and we just say people care because they're out there thinking nobody cares. That's what a fulfilled life is for me. If I can be the pebble in the pond that creates the ripples and those ripples go out and create more ripples, then that's my job done. That's why I coach and I coach a lot of top-end people and make them better so that they then go out and make the world better too. But I'm I'm like the initiator on that to some extent because I want to help society grow as a and, and humans grow as a species. We do so many awful things and and yet we're such beautiful people and it there's a disconnect. Mm. And so the next time folks you're walking down the street and you see a homeless guy, go and ask him why you're homeless. They'll tell you. They may lie. I got thrown out uh, and actually he was playing his music too loud or whatever. And we that's what we get, you know. Go go talk to them. Ask them, you know, what they did for a living. And we've had engineers, we've had HTML coders, we've had all sorts of people, just down on the look. And it's, that's a fulfilled life, is going out and helping as many people as you can. It's one of the reasons I coach, because I want other people to go through what I've gone through in terms of the journey to get to where I wanted to get to, and that they, in turn, can help more people. And if we all went out and helped people, and those people, in turn, helped people, the world would be much better. 
we're just coming up to the general election, don't vote, folks. Do something that's going to have a direct impact on at least one person. So on voting day, go out and help someone. We did, um, Valentine's Day was recent, and we got 120 red roses. We went to the old folks' homes. We handed out 120 red roses. Honestly, the stories that you hear, the uh, all, uh, World War II bomber pilots, for example, uh, his last, um, his last um, Valentine's card was like 1968 when his wife died. And you think, wow. And he's, he's getting upset and it's because no one's ever done that for him. And it's like, that's amazing to change people's lives like that. To me, that's a fulfilled life. Don't get me wrong, I'm not full of love, light and goodness 100%. Because you can't be. In order to invoke change in the world, you've got to be quite aggressive sometimes to go after what it is that you want, right? You have to be. But also, when you get there, you can then start helping more and more people. And for me, that's a fulfilled life. That's a great answer. As in, yeah, that's yeah, it was amazing. And uh, what is one thing our listeners can do today that will have a massive positive effect on their lives? Okay, so um, when I do coaching, <laughs> there's three rules, okay? The first one is to generate cash. Because without more cash, you can't move on from where you are. The second one is to cut your costs, okay? And so most people don't cover this. They just spend, spend, spend and wonder why they have no money. And the third one is to invest the rest. And so we invest the, the difference into an investment that will pay it again and again and again for as long as you live. And usually that's property or it could be wind farms, you get a 10% return, but put your money into something that you're going to get a return. The one thing on this call, that when this call finishes, that people can close the laptop down and go do, is get a sheet of paper, pull out all the bank details and work out how much money they're spending each month and go through it with a fine tooth comb. Work out how much money they earn and look at what the difference is, the gap. And let's say it's £300 a month, okay? Expand that to £500. Expand it to £700. Where can you cut costs? Get those costs cut down and then start looking at where you can put that money into an investment. I saw something this morning and it was, if you take someone who's 20 and they save £2,000 a year up to the age of 27 and then um, they put it into a, uh, something that pays 12% per year, so it compounds, and then you take someone else who starts at 27 and saves for 18 years, the first guy's got more money than the second guy, even though the first guy stopped investing at age 26 and it's because of compound interest. We can all be millionaires you just got to break it down, start saving and start investing. They're the two biggest things. So I know you ask for one, but I always over-deliver, so <laughs> I can't help it. Um, so when you finish this, folks, get the sheet of paper. Now, many people won't do this because they go, oh, no, I know what, and it's all in there. It's no good in there. You've got to get it down on the sheet of paper. And I tell you, if you're in a relationship, show your partner, and they will be shocked at how much money you're spending, I guarantee it. And it gives you a credit, uh, accountability with your partner you know, an accountability partner, effectively. Yeah. You know, if you've not done this, Duncan, you need to do this too. I do it on a daily basis. Still to this day, I've got a spreadsheet, and it's obviously I've got all my properties in there, but I'm always looking at where can I cut costs, where, and then that bit I've saved, how can I use that, and what's the next investment? And, and as, you know, you start off on a, a, a small graph, and then it starts going up, and then suddenly, woof, it goes up, because that's, that's investing. It starts small. Those little... Um, lattes that you buy for £3, stop doing those. Buy yourself a little cup, a little mug that you can put on the bus or that you can take to work and make your own coffee at home. Little things like that, £3 a day times five days times 52 weeks a year times 20 years. I don't, somebody do the maths on that, but that's a lot of money right there. Uh, just finally, on my mobile phone, I was, I was spending 
uh, what was it? It was £90 a month on my mobile phone, okay? It's quite a lot. I moved to pay as you go and I spent £15. £75 a month at 10% saved over 20 years is £54,000. Compounded over 20 years at 10%. That's amazing. That's like, that's your children's um, education paid for. No, no um, university debt for your kids. Like two or three kids as well, you know? Not just one. And it's like these little things make a difference. That's my biggest learning is those little things. When you don't feel like doing anything, get up and just do one thing. And when you do that one thing, then do something else, you know, the next thing. And keep going and keep going and keep going. And over a while, it compounds. You know, the actions compound over time. So that's the biggest thing, Duncan. That was just that. Mo- I mean, you, you'd said what fifty-four thousand. That was that was just one mobile phone. Think about what you if you do that. That's crazy. Two hundred pounds a month over twenty years, compounded at ten percent per year, is one hundred and sixty thousand pounds. I think. I think yeah, I think it's a hundred. Oh, it might be one hundred and thirty. Well, that pay a mortgage. Two hundred pound a month over tw- uh, twenty years at ten percent. Yes, you've got to find the investment that will pay ten percent. But they're out there. They are out there. Um, so like wind farms, for example, uh, they, they pay 10%. Um, uh, containers on ships, you know, shipping containers. Mm. You can buy the shipping container and you lease it back. They pay 12%. That's amazing. Like, people don't know this stuff. I've never heard of that before. They're too busy watching EastEnders, mostly. Or it's just never occurred to them. But that's why you get a coach, because, Dan, what are you doing? Well, I'm investing in this. Oh, brilliant. So instead of spending three years to get into that point, you just ask, and there, there it is. That's why we always get coached. I've got three coaches right now. I've got a fitness coach, I've got a, a mindset coach, and I've got a, a, a wealth coach, like a, a business coach for driving traffic and all of that sort of thing. And so I, I've got coaches because they know stuff I don't know. So they tell me what I don't know. I implement it, and I get the result that they get. Awesome. That's it's incredible. really obvious. It's so obvious, but we don't do it. <laughs> I'll keep doing this for three years, and hopefully one day. It's crazy. <laughs> To shortcut it, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. That's a, that's a great answer. And <laughs> what is uh, what are, are there any books or resources which have changed or had a big impact on you? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody says Rich Dad Poor Dad at this stage, right? Everybody says that, so I'm not going to say that. I already have, but anyway. So, <laughs> uh, what I would do is I would jump onto podcasts, podcasts. So, like Tim Ferriss does a podcast. Uh, James Schramko does um, one called Superfast Business, really awesome stuff. If you want to drive more traffic to your business and so on. There are a million different podcasts out there on any subject you want. You want to learn to speak Spanish? I should be learning to speak Spanish right now. I'm not very good. Uh, then there's a podcast for it. If you want to learn to do speed walking, I've not checked, but I'm guessing there's a podcast for speed walking. And interestingly, you could listen to the podcast while speed walking. But the, the education and the information is out there. And it's not a case of we need more information. We need more doing. So if you're going, well, I'm going to do this, but I need to learn this, this, and this, just go do the thing that you said you were going to do, and you'll learn on the way, right? But those resources are out there. So I walk the dog, and I'm listening to a podcast. I'm driving, I'm on the plane, I'm listening to a podcast. Constantly learning in that what I call dead time, because you're not doing anything else. What else can you do while walking the dog? Sometimes I've done videos I'm talking to camera, which is pretty cool. And I just say, I'm out walking a dog. And people can see me walking a dog. <laughs> but the information is really valuable, so they don't mind, right? So um, that, in that dead time, what can you do while you're in the bath? What are you doing? What can you listen to, you know? And over, again, over a period of time, that knowledge and information, it will go in. 
and then you start taking actions and you start getting results. But aim for um, those people who you admire, who have a lifestyle that you want to emulate, and you will find little bits of information coming back through which will help you emulate their kind of lifestyle. And so we're back to modeling again, aren't we? I was just about to say. Get on the podcast. The podcasts are awesome. Uh, Stuff like this, for example, is really good. Now I can download all of them and listen to you while I'm walking the dog. We couldn't do that 10 years ago. Well, we could, but it cost so much money. We had audio cassettes, a bit before your time, Duncan, I think. But we had audio cassettes, and it was very difficult. Now we've got a library in our iPhone, for goodness sake, you know? So that's the single most important resource, I would say. And the beauty about podcast is it was recorded last night or yesterday or this morning, and it's instantly available. Whereas when you read a book, that stuff was written maybe six years ago. Rich Dad Poor Dad's like 10 years old now. Um, the other thing is, uh, is to get you onto a, a cash flow game. You know the Rich Dad Poor Dad cash flow? Yeah. So I just downloaded this yesterday because I was going on the plane, and I played this on my iPad. Have they got an app version now? It's an app version. It's on the iPad. It's one ninety nine. The best one ninety nine you'll ever spend. Really? And I played it all day. Okay. And people looking at me on the plane, going, "What's he playing?" You know, like I'm the weird one, right? <laughs> but um, and I got fresh learnings out of that. I got new learnings, uh, even though I've been on that journey for sort of ten years. Always, you know, paying down debt, putting money into investments that's going to generate cash flow. Because then I'm like. What other assets am I missing? What other ver- versions of cash flow am I missing? Just anyone so who doesn't know, uh, cash flow is a game created by Robert Kiyosaki, and it's it's basically making the whole yeah cash flow work like you know profit loss, but actually turning it into a game and making it fun and accessible, and actually um, teaching people business basics, but through a game format. It's a wonderful game, and in fact, you can get a copy for the kids. Uh, and this weekend, because I've got the kids, um, I'll be searching on eBay to get a copy of Cashflow for the kids. And if I can't find one, I'm going to I'm going to play the adults version and, and dumb down the rules a little bit so that they can learn. The kids are six and ten. <laughs> you can teach your kids this stuff at this age, so that when we get to twenty, we're saving two hundred pounds or two thousand pounds a year. You know, by the time we get to sort of fifty or sixty, we're millionaires anyway. Oh, God, yeah, really powerful. That's yeah. really really powerful. Yeah, two resources. Podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Last but not least, how can people stay in touch, find out more about you, Dan? Yeah, awesome. So if you jump on Facebook, everything's on Facebook these days, isn't it? So um, if you just type my name into the Facebook bar, you can either add me as a friend or maybe up to the friends limit, um, or you can follow me on Facebook as well and, and just join my page. Or jump onto the website, which is at www.daniellatter.co.uk. We specialise specifically on helping people achieve financial freedom in five years or less. That's what we do, which is... Like, who doesn't want financial freedom five years or less? Yeah. People can say, but I love my job. Great. Let's get you there anyway, and then you've got the power of choice. If you then decide, I don't want my job anymore, that's what we do. We give people choice. Financial freedom in less than five years. Thank you so, so much, Dan. I've absolutely loved talking to you today. It's awesome. been an absolute pleasure. It's been, I've, 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 just, I've, just, I've just been like, ask a question, then I can just sit back and just listen and learn myself. You know, it's been, it's been amazing. I really appreciate it. I'd like to thank you just for inviting me on. Uh, I am a talker. <laughs> you ask a question, you will get the answer, a long answer. Uh, I've got a lot to say as ever. Uh, but I, I really appreciate being asked to come on the show, and I love the work that you're doing. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. We'll talk thank soon. You. All right. Bye. Take- Bye. Bye.